things on him. I Lily McLeod, number 100. <laughs> Thank you. 
Whispers of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I am my Savior and happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with His goodness. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. something in my boots, so hopefully they don't rattle around and mess up my timing.
Amen. Enjoyed the great singing tonight. Thank the Lord for our young people, the specials, and thank the Lord for the congregational singing. This time we're going to go back to the Lord in prayer one more time before we have Brother Scott Coffey to come. And again, we're, we're pleading, we're praying, and God will do a mighty work in our ears and our hearts this evening. Churches all across America are failing today. There's a lack of vision anymore. We call for revivals that we may be rekindled. That we may come to the front. But it's only going to happen to those that are really serious about their effort to be renewed in spirit to be renewed in their hearts, to be renewed in their minds to a time and a place where God can bless. And that's what we're praying for here. We're praying praying for a real heaven-sent revival. So we pray tonight that God will just do a miracle in this house. He will stir all of our hearts and our minds along with the man of God that he may be fitted with everything that he needs this evening for the glory of God and for the sake of his church. Brother Craig Duntzel, could you take us forth on grace, please? Good evening. Good to see everyone again this evening. Wonderful blessing to be able to be here with you last night. And again tonight, um, I don't know the two brothers here tonight. I, I don't know how many times y'all had this happen to you, but the Lord laid, my, laid two messages on my heart this past week for tonight. And it was up until just a few moments ago that he said, yeah, this one's it. Matter of fact, with what you said, it gave great assurance to that fact. I was going to preach the other one, but no, this is the one that the Lord has for us tonight. And if I could give it a title, if you want one, it's Faith in Action. Faith in Action. So if you will, turn with me tonight, very first of all, to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be here for just a few moments before we get into our main portion of Scripture that we want to go look at. But I want to ask you something this evening. What does faith look like in action? How many of you know what faith looks like in action? We can define it. As a matter of fact, we're going to read what it says here in in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews in verse 1, what the biblical definition of faith is. 
But I can tell you this, that faith is better understood seen. We can define it all day long, but it's better understood when it's seen in and through and among God's people. And so that, that's really where the Lord is going tonight. This is a message of encouragement, even a charge for us as God's people tonight. So let's look at this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is indeed the biblical definition of faith, but as you go down here and read the rest of this chapter, we're not going to read it all, but I am going to highlight a few. We see many of God's people that actually put their faith and trust in God into action. It's one thing to say that I have faith and believe and trust in God, but it's another thing for that faith to show through you by the things that you do, by the works that you do for the Lord. It's not enough to say that I have faith in God and then sit back on our hands and thumbs and do nothing. We must do that which the Lord has called us to do here on this earth, and that's to further the kingdom of God. And you see many examples here, and I'm not going to look at them all, but the very first one you see is Abel. We know Abel there in the beginning of Genesis when it was time to come to make a sacrifice. He brought that sacrifice. He brought that offering that was acceptable unto God. That, 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 that one thing that God would accept. And he offered that even though he died. He had a witness with God because he put his faith and trust in God in action. You see, Enoch... There translated, should not see death. He had a faithful life. He was faithful unto the Lord. He put his faith in action. And because of that, he was blessed. He was translated that he did not see death. You see Noah and you think about Noah there. And, and a lot of people thought Noah was crazy. But the Lord told him, so there's going to be a flood. And here's what I want you to do. I... That is a great task. Have you ever looked at the dimension? Just a few men. But Noah put his faith in action. And because of that, he and his family were spared. Amen. Abraham, one of the greatest examples of faith that I could ever think of was when he took his son to the top of a mountain to sacrifice him unto the Lord. How many of us could do that today? Listen, Abraham went up to the top of that mountain with full faith and trust and believing in God and he was going to put his faith into action. He had and the Lord stopped him. And then what? Blessed him. Because he had faith in God. Right. Listen, you want to talk about a great faith. He knew that when he and his son went to the top of the mountain that both of them were coming down again. But he also knew that he was going to the top of the mountain to kill his son. Talk about faith. Talk about trust. And he put it into action. Sarah, even though she didn't believe it at first, she trusted and put her faith in action and was blessed with a child and was blessed beyond measure beyond that. Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh, put his faith into action, did what God told him to do, even so much so that when they got to the Red Sea, and this will never cease to amaze me, they didn't walk across on mud, they walked across on dry and dusty ground because faith was put into action. You want to be blessed today as a child of God, you want to be blessed today as a church of God, put that faith into action. Will you go on? Rahab the harlot, Gideon. Many names that are mentioned here. David, when he faced Goliath, even as a child, put his faith into action. And the giant hit the ground. All in the name of the Lord put their faith into action. 
There are many others in the Word of God that we could look at that were faithful, that put their faith into action, but there's three specific ones that I want to look at tonight, and it's a very familiar account of Scripture. I'm satisfied to all of us that we've all heard it, but there's one verse here that I want to read before we go into that that each and every one of us need to see and understand tonight as we go forward, and that's verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. <laughs> what a statement. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You can say you have faith all day long, but if you don't put it to action, you can never please God. None of us can. But what a wonderful thing it is to know that if we do put our faith in action, we do trust in the Lord and do the things that he would have for us to do. He's a rewarder of them that faithfully serve him. He'll bless us. He'll give us blessing beyond measure. If we put our faith into action, hmm. without, apart from it, apart from that action of faith, we cannot please God. And we need to remember that as we go into what we're going to look at next here. These three that we spoke of, they're not mentioned in the hall of faith here, but they are indeed faithful servants of God that put their action into or put their faith into action. And that's in Daniel chapter 3. Go ahead and turn there with me to Daniel chapter 3. Now, we very well could read the whole chapter, which would take us a long time. I am going to look at quite a bit of it tonight. But I want us to see here three men that put their faith in action and what happened because of it. I want us to see the circumstances that were going on around them that could have very well caused their faith to fail, that could have very well caused them to give up. But no, they purposed in their heart that they weren't going to be defiled and polluted by the things of this world and they put their faith in action and trusted in God. And oh, what a wonderful blessing there is to see here in this. So in Daniel chapter 3, I want to begin by reading verses 1 through 2. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the, the king sent together, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So we see a little bit about what's going on here. We know that these, these three and, and Daniel, and we could very well look at Daniel as a great man and child of faith of God. He had faith in God and he indeed put it in action. But they had been taken captive here and, and him and these three had been set apart by King Nebuchadnezzar and they had even been given rule over some, a part of the province there of Babylon. They had the trust of King Nebuchadnezzar and they were over in charge over all of these things. But Nebuchadnezzar set up this idol that all people, including them, were to bow down and worship. Folks, let me tell you something. We and and I, it's not just the idol worship, but we see a lot of this going on in the world today. And there are many that are worshiping false idols. But I want to use this as an example of the world today and how vile and wicked it has become, and how much that it wants us to cause our fail faith to fail and become a part of what's going on in the world today. That's what's going on. King Nebuchadnezzar wanted all people, including these three, to be a part of what he was setting up. See, they don't want us to serve God. They don't want us to put our faith in action. They would rather that we sit back on our hands and do nothing. 
You go on down and you see what happened. Ne- what happens next? There in verses four through nine, we're not going to read it. He makes the command that as the music plays, that all people are to bow down and worship this golden image that Nebuchadnezzar set up. But then we see this in verse ten, as Nebuchadnezzar calls the three men Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed to go unto him. He asked them. They didn't fall down when the when the music played. They didn't fall down in worship. They were accused, as a matter of fact, of not falling down and worshiping, which they did. And then you see here in verse 10, they come before the king and they say, Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear thee, uh, let me flip the page, uh, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship that should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. That's the decree. That's the warning that's been given. You don't worship, you're going to suffer. This, this image that I've set up. Then in verse 12 you see this. There are certain Jews. Here's where the accusation comes that is true. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Hmm. They didn't bow down. They said, no, I'm not going to do it. They didn't want to, they, they had purposed in their heart, just like you can read of Daniel, when Daniel said he purposed in his heart that he wasn't going to allow his life to be polluted with the king's meat. These men have purposed in their heart that they're going to remain faithful to God. They're going to continue to put their action or their faith into action and serve God faithfully, no matter what's going on in the world around them at this moment. Right. Folks, let me tell you something. With all the things that are going on around us in the world today, a lot of Christians' faith have failed. Woe is me. What's going to happen next? Gas going to be $4.99. Food shortage. There's not going to be... What are we going to do? We're going to put our faith into action and trust into God and continue to serve and He'll provide. It's what we ought to do. That's what we need to do. But you see this here. They wouldn't bow down and then they're brought before the king here and we see this in uh, verse 13. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar had, had, uh, Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, then they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spake unto them and said, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did you do, do not ye serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? He says this. He says, asked him a question. Do you not, have you not done this thing that I've asked you to do? You have my trust. I've set you over many things. I, I, and, and they were indeed blessed because God was blessing them for their faithfulness through Nebuchadnezzar. But he says, all these things I've done, do you not bow down and worship the golden image that I've set up? And then he gives them a second chance. He says in them in verse 15, he says, Now if ye be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. <laughs> but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? First of all, he's mocking God. <laughs> But second of all, this is much like the world. Listen, we're not facing it very much right here in this place in which we live, but all over the world right now, there are Christians that are being killed, that are being shot by firing squads, that are being hung in the streets and crucified in the streets and beheaded in the streets because they will not stop being faithful to God. Because they will not stop serving God. And I one day it very well could be at our own front doors that if we don't stop serving God that if we continue to put our faith in action that it may cost us our lives 
But if that be the case, are we going to remain faithful? You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we won't do it. You can do what you want to us, but we won't do it. Because we have faith and believe and trust in God that if we continue to be faithful, no matter what you do, God will deliver. God will provide. 16, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. I love that verse. I don't have to think about this. I'm not going to be careful with what I say to you. I'm just going to say it. I will not bow down. That's where Christians need to be today. I will not bow down. One of my favorite groups of contemporary music, some of you probably heard them or not, Third Day, they have a song called I'll Never Bow Down. That needs to be our attitude. That needs to be our stance in this world that we live in today. I will never bow down to you or anybody else or the things of this world. They wouldn't do it. Their faith is being put into action here. Listen, folks. Their faith in God is being seen in them right now. Not by Nebuchadnezzar. God sees when we're faithful. And when we're faithful, He rewards. When we're faithful, He provides. When we're faithful, He takes care of us. Verse 17 Verse 16, after they said, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Verse 17, it says this, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Even if he decides not to deliver us from the fiery furnace, even if he decides not to spare our lives, listen, we will not bow down. Folks, there are so many Christians in the world today that have bowed completely out because of all the wicked and evilness that's going and evil that's going on in the world today. But by the grace of God, there go each one of us. Listen, folks, you, you can sit there and think all day long that you can't be affected by the things of this world, that the things of this world will not affect you in such a way that you bow out. So did the ones that bowed out. So did the ones that have gone away from the things of God. So did the ones that have given in to the things of the world and changed the Word of God or started preaching something different than what God would have for them to preach or teaching something different than what God would have for them to teach. They all said that once too. But they said, it doesn't matter what happens to us. We will not serve the gods that you've set up. We'll serve our God and serve Him faithfully. It angered the king. (laughs) Just like it angers the world. The king has a hate and a rage for them here now. Uh, Here it is, verse 19. It says, Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the fiery furnace, that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. One seven times hotter than what it should have been heated. He was he wanted to do he bound that he bound them and then he cast it was so hot that you could read that it even killed the man that cast them into the furnace 
because he was angry that they wouldn't do what he wanted them to do rather than what God wanted them to do. Folks, it could very well come upon us, as I've already said. The world hates us as God's people. And it wants nothing more than for our faith to lack. It wants nothing more than for our service to stop. It wants nothing more than for us to say, nope, we won't do it. We're just going to be satisfied with sitting on our hands and not serving God like He would have for us to serve Him. Funny story. was not really funny. This is not in my notes, but I just happened to think about it some years ago. I say some. I'm almost 50. This has probably been 25 years ago. We were at church in Burnside, Kentucky, Main Street Baptist Church, and church was over with and Brother Clint and might have been Brother Troy McGahan, Brother Mike Prater, we're all standing around talking about this very thing. That one day, and that's been 25 years ago, so it could happen today just as well as it could have then. Said one day they may, may very well even fly in here in Apache helicopters and rappel to the front door and bust the front door open and say, this is over, you're done, leave or die. The very second that came out of my mouth, a black, uh, an Apache helicopter flew and hovered over the front awning of that church. Now, you want to talk about making the hair stand up on the back of your neck. But it reminded me just how close we are to it. And now, 25 years later, I see just how much more close we are to it. This world does not want us to serve God. This world wants nothing to do with God. It wants to sit up and worship President Biden or even... Listen, hey folks, there were people that worshiped Donald Trump instead of worshiping God. That's why we're in the shape we're in today. Because we've not continued to put our faith in action and trust and believe in God and serve Him with all that we are. Like they did. So they've been thrown into the fiery furnace. The very man that threw them in was killed there. This is very interesting. This is where it gets interesting. Verse 24. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, which means astonished, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Now, here's what I find very interesting about this. It's a, wonder, it's a wonderful thing how God shows you things that you've not ever seen before. The very man that cast Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace was killed. Nebuchadnezzar is now looking into the fiery furnace and is unharmed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he sees in the fiery furnace unharmed. You want me to tell you why? Because God's getting ready to open up the eyes of a vile king. He says, did we not cast three into the furnace? He said, true, O king. He answered and said, lo, I see four men loose. Let me tell you something amazing about this. He saw four men loose. Wait a minute. Were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not bound before they were thrown into the fiery furnace? Let me tell you something. That fourth person was Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. God Himself had taken away their, their bindings, had taken away what they'd been shackled with, and now they're walking freely in the midst of this fire. Because they put their faith in action. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. That statement right there alone. 
Nebuchadnezzar saw God. Then Nebuchadnezzar, verse 26, came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come thither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. They came out of the fire. People said, how did they do it? God did it. They didn't. God was with them every step of the way. Just like I said last night, He promises us that He'll never leave us nor forsake us and He never left nor forsook Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they weren't sitting on their hands. They were putting their faith and trust in God to action. Isaiah chapter 43 My mind went to this as I was studying this. Verses 1 through 3 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am... The Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. What a wonderful promise. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Whatever it is that you go through, even if it be the fires of the fiery furnace, I'll never leave you. If it be the floods or the hurricanes or the rising waters or whatever the case may be, I'll never leave you. The divine constancy of God. Always with us. Never leaving us nor forsake us. And all He asks is that we, rather than say that we have faith in Him, that we show that we have faith in Him. That we live the faithful life that He would have for us to live. I thought about what it says in Hebrews chapter 13. And verse... Number five, let your conversation be without covetousness and be constant with such things as you be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's the most beautiful promise from the Word of God, from God Himself. It doesn't matter what you go through, it doesn't matter what you face, it doesn't matter what goes on in the world around you. Just remember. I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. Even if we have to face these such things someday because of our faithfulness, we can trust in the very promise of God that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And having that promise, I asked myself this question the other day. Why is it? And I can't point fingers because if I do, I've got four more pointing back at me. Why is it that if we have this promise... And God's not a promise breaker. Each and every individual child of God sitting here tonight knows that. Why is it that we let our faith fail so often? Why is it that we take our eyes off of God so often? I said this before, maybe you don't. And if you don't, meet me after church and tell me what your secret is. Because we all fail. 
But having the promise that we have from God that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, even if it's in the fiery furnace, ought we not trust him and be faithful? Ought we not continue to make our faith action and serve him as he would have for us to serve? Be as he would have for us to be? He gave his very life to redeem us unto himself. Me, a right sinner. Vile and wicked as I was. The things that I did. He gave His very life to save me. He, he shed His very life's blood to forgive my sins, to wash them away, to, to, to put them away as far as the east is from the west. And all... And I'll never leave you. I think of Psalm chapter 91 and I preached on this here not too long ago. Psalm chapter 91 verses 9 through 12 says this, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, for all, keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. That's making the Lord my habitation, making the Lord, Lord my refuge, is actually talking about faithfulness. Being where we need to be. Making, putting our trust in Him. Our faith in Him. Leaning on Him. Dwelling under the shadow of His presence and protection. Being at His feet as we ought to be. That's faithfulness. Doing the things that I said last night. That's faith in action. They, they were in a lull last night because of the world. But when they were reminded of what we just spoke of, they put their faith to action. They meditated on the Word of God. They studied the Word of God. They adored and magnified God and stood in awe of Him. And then they went out and proclaimed the very name of Jesus Christ, the very love and mercy and grace that He's bestowed upon all of us, all they came in contact with. That's faith in action. Being at church every time the doors are open, if at all possible. Listen, I understand people have things to do and I'm not going to get off on this little soapbox. I understand that people have things to do that sometimes hinder us from coming to church. But when we just willfully choose to neglect the services of God to be somewhere else, God help us. God help us. Brother Richard Chadwick, bless his heart, pray for him. Mine is not right. He's having a difficult time and he's struggling. But I can remember having a conversation with him concerning putting faith into action. Concerning part of that being the witnessing and telling others of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said to me one time, he said, Brother, he said, every single time that I have not taken the opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus Christ will haunt me till the day I die. He said, I should let my faith overcome my fears. And just plainly say, hey, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Let me show you to Him. And the more that I think about that, the more guilty I feel for every time that I let my faith fail me in such a way that I don't do what He says, that I don't tell others about Christ. Folks, it's about putting our faith into action. It's not about sitting back and saying, well, the Lord saved me now. I'm just sitting here waiting for Him to return to go home to be with Him. That's all i got to do. No, He says be faithful.
Don't just say it, do it. Which is what these three men did. Verse 28. Verse 27. This is amazing. It says, And the princes and governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was any hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. They didn't even smell like smoke, folks. Not one single hair was singed. Not one single thread was burned. Because they put their faith in action and trusted in God. 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and had listen to this, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. That word blessed means to bless God, to give adoration to God, to kneel before God. Folks, in this verse, people can disagree with me or agree with me. King Nebuchadnezzar was glorifying God because of the faith of the three Hebrew children and their faith in action. He saw how, who God was and what God was and how God loves His people when they're faithful and protects them and takes care of them. And He's now here standing in awe of Almighty God. It's evident that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had great faith in God. They put their faith in God to work by being what God intended them to be. Faithful servants. Not giving in to wickedness and evil. Not bowing down to the world or the things that were going on in the world around them. We say that we have faith in God. But what are we doing with it? Is this it? Don't take that the wrong way. I praise God to be able to be in the house of God tonight. I praise God for the music that so very much touched my heart. Let me tell you something. It's wonderful to see young people get up and worship the Lord. It's wonderful to see anybody get up and worship the Lord. It's wonderful to see the house of God full of people that desire to be here, that trust and believe and have faith in God and want to be here and worship Him. But this is not it. There's more. He said, go. Be faithful. Let your faith show through in the life and the things that you do and the words that you say. Don't bow down. Don't let the world hinder you in any way, shape, form, or fashion from serving the one who gave his life for you. The very Lord of Lord and King of Kings. God Himself. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. What are you doing with the faith that you say you have in God? Is this it? Or do you live it outside of here? Folks, I know a lot of people that I know personally that claim to be saved, that are in church every Sunday and every Wednesday, every time the door opens. But when they're outside of here, you can't tell no difference between them and the world. Might have family that is like that. Well, it's just going to be what it's going to be. We just got to be accepting of it and go on. No, no, we don't. We're to be faithful. We're not to give in. Listen, let me tell you something. The devil is, he's a tricky fellow. And he brings many things upon us in this life as 
children of God. And there have been many who claim to love the Lord that have accepted the things that are going on in the world today. Many people of God, many churches of God. Uh, I don't even want to get started on that. I don't know if you've heard about it, but I heard of a church in Lexington, Kentucky that is now performing homosexual marriages. God says be faithful. Put your faith in action. Remain steadfast on the things of God, the truths that I've given you, and I'll bless you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you every step of the way. The waters won't harm you. The fires won't hurt you. See, that's a wonderful thing to know. A lot of people don't understand that. This old body may go away, but this child of God that is saved, it ain't going nowhere. I'm in the hand of Almighty God. And even if he does decide, even if he does decide that one day I'm to lay my life down in such a way, I don't have anything to worry about because there's not a bit of that that's going to harm me. This old flesh is going to go. This old is not going anywhere. Because I'm a child of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and I ought to live my life accordingly. What are we doing with our faith? Are we putting it into action? Are we being the light and salt of the earth that we talked about last night? Are we glorifying God and serving God with our very lives, with the very words of our mouth, with our very action? For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's what it says. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And as I thought about that, I'm I'm about out of time. I want to read this now that we've looked at what the Word of God says because this song came to my heart. I'm not going to try to sing it. I'll butcher it. But I want you to listen to the last two verses in the chorus of this song. His banner over us is love. Our sword, the Word of God. We tread the road to saints above with shouts of triumph trod. By faith they, like a whirlwind's breath, swept on over every field. The faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. Oh, every hand, the foe we find, drawn up in dread array. Let tents of ease be left behind and onward to the fray. Salvation's helmet on each head with truth all girt about. The earth shall tremble beneath our tread and echo with our shout. Faith is the victory. Not just spoken, but put in action. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. You've got faith in God tonight? What are you doing with it? Are you just simply stating it? Are you living it? That's where we need to be as God's people. We ought to desire as God's people to be pleasing to God. And just as plain as we read, without faith, it's impossible please God put your faith in action tonight I don't know how much longer we have left on this earth the Lord very well could return tonight but as dear brother Tom Ross said one time what are you going to do with the time that you have left on this earth till our Lord and Savior returns are you going to be faithful or not totally up to you totally up to me but I pray tonight that this has been an encouragement looking at Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and all these other faithful people of God that when they put their faith in action, God blessed. 
God took care of them. You want to be blessed? Put your faith in action tonight. And let God see it. Be faithful tonight. In everything that we say and do. Let everything that we say and do in here and outside of here be honoring and glorifying unto God and God alone. The very God who loved us enough to send His Son to die in our place. To give to us eternal life. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening. Lord, we do indeed thank you for another opportunity that you've given us to be in your house tonight. Oh Lord, that we might put our faith in action. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like Abraham, Moses, Noah, and all the other great people of faith that we see in the Bible that have put their action to faith. Faith to action. Lord, don't let us be like some that have bowed down and bowed out. Lord, don't allow the things of this world to hinder us or influence us in such a way that our faith would dwindle away to nothing. Lord, don't let this world and the things of this world and the devil himself have such an influence on us that we would fail you. But Lord, cause us tonight to desire to be faithful and to remain faithful. Oh Lord, you were faithful. When you came and endured all those things that you endured on your way to the cross, the stripes that you took upon your body, the blood that you shed, the crown of thorns, the nails, having our very sins placed upon your precious body on the cross of Calvary, dying and being buried and raising from the grave on the third day, Lord, to forgive us our sins, to redeem us unto Yourself, to make us children of God and give to us eternal life. Lord, cause us to be faithful. Cause us to put our faith and trust and hope in You and show it through our lives by the things we do and how we serve You. Lord, forgive us, for we've each one failed at this. Me more than most. Give us the strength that we have to, need, that we have to be able to remain faithful. Lord, I pray that you indeed go with us as we depart from here tonight. Put your protective hedge about us. Keep us safe as we go back out into this world. Lead us and guide us in the ways that you would have for us to go. God, I do thank you so much for this church, for our pastor. Love them so much. Love him so dearly. Appreciate the fellowship and relationship that we have. And Father God, I pray that you would continue to bless this church in a mighty way. Bless our pastor, Lord, in a mighty way. Lift him up and give him power to preach. Thus saith the Lord and nothing else. Be with the remainder of these services this week, Lord. Bless these men that are coming to preach, Lord. Give them unction from on high to be able to proclaim the very truth of your word, the very word that you laid on their heart, the very word that each and every one needs to hear. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you bestow upon us, most of all for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins. Go with us now, lead us and guide us, Lord. And as I always ask, let everything that we do inside of here and outside of here be for your honor and your glory. And I ask all these things in your precious and holy name. And amen. teaching every one of us this evening.
How often have we allowed fear to interrupt our daily walk with the Lord even? When you think about what these three Hebrew boys went through, you think about the challenge that they faced. They did so by exercising their own faith. And the only way we're going to overcome our problems is to exercise faith in them. Praying God would just continue to bless. May the Lord truly, truly help us tonight. I don't say challenge our faith because that puts you in a difficult position sometimes. But I do pray that every time you are challenged, your faith will excel. May God help us is our prayer. Brother Jim, you come and we'll have a song and an invitation. The Lord spoke to your heart tonight. I pray that you would just consider what was being spoke even this evening. Okay. 142. 142. <laughs>
pray that everything that is said and done is truly bring honor and glory to the Father. Mm -hmm. That's what we're that's what we're here to do. Bring honor and glory to the Father. Mm -hmm. May the Lord bless our prayer. Mm -hmm. Brother Jonathan, could you dismiss us, please?